Rick Dayton Show is on the air here on The Voice of Pittsburgh, KDKA, seven minutes past three o'clock, and delighted to have joining us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, Lori Williams. She is the founder and owner of Lori Williams Senior Services. She says that the day after Thanksgiving and the day after Christmas every year, her firm is slammed. A 25% increase in calls from adult children concerned about their parents' well-being. Her job is to help seniors find places where they can live and retire and be comfortable and be taken care of. But she says that all of us need to be looking out for the older generation in our lives. Lori, it is great to have you on KDKA. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me on. Hey, thanks so much for making time because I know you are about to get really, really busy. What are the phone calls like the day after Thanksgiving, the day after Christmas at your firm? Well, the calls we get are uh, a lot of panic that, you know, went home and saw mom and dad, maybe hadn't seen them in a little while and didn't realize the situation that uh, perhaps there was some dementia going on or they're seeing some decline where there's been some falls. There's, you know, just not they're in an unsafe situation. Right. Right. It's got to be heartbreaking to hear that. I mean, I, you, you you hear it all the time, but it doesn't when you hear it in somebody else's voice, you can't but help have it tug at your heartstrings. Right. Oh, absolutely. It, it really does. So different places there are different options. There's, you know, there's uh, independent living. There's some assisted living. There's convalescent care. I mean, how in the world do you help them navigate all the different things that are out there for these skilled nursing facilities? Sure. So what we do, um, we, we talk to the families first and we find out what's going on because it can be as simple as maybe they just need some help at home. Maybe they just need some safety features, you know, in place in the home. But if it's looking like we need more care, then we can look at there's independent living, assisted living, memory care. There's all different types of um, care options out there. I mean, just thousands and thousands of different choices. And it just is going to depend on the person and what their needs are and what their budget is. Okay, so how do we go about assessing this? I mean, because, you know, we've known mom and dad from the day we were born, right? So we've got a pretty good idea how they're doing and how they're getting along and things like that. Mm -hmm. But how do we make these evaluate? And I got to tell you, from personal experience, it's much harder to parent your parents than it is to parent your children, if that makes any sense at all, Lori. I mean, it it is so hard to help make decisions for your parents because of the respect and the love that we have for them and what they've already done for us. So what should we be looking for? So this is what I tell people. There's six signs to really look for when you go home to visit. And a lot of times what happens is because we're all busy and we live far away, you know, in many cases, you may not see your parents, but once a year or, you know, twice a year. And with COVID, some people it's been even longer. So the thing is just when you go to visit, look for these six different factors. And one would be just taking their physical appearance. Are they suddenly looking frail where they hadn't looked frail before? Have they lost weight? Are they, you know, are you noticing their balance is off? Anything like that or signs of a fall. Um, Also look for emotional well-being. Have they become withdrawn or they, um, you know, maybe some short-term memory loss, just things that, you know, it's not how they were prior. Um, 
Also check out their home environment. Look at the house. I mean, if your mother kept a perfectly, you know, clean house and now there's just stuff everywhere and it's kind of starting to look like an episode of Hoarders, Mm -hmm. there may be, you know, something going on there. And then we also say be sure to look at finances because that's the first thing we see with some short-term memory loss that they um, stop paying bills or they overpay their bills or they fall victim to scammers, which there's been a lot of scamming incidents since COVID because of people being isolated and lonely and willing to talk to anyone. Um, And then also parents may not tell us if there's been a new diagnosis. They may not want to worry you and tell you, you know, maybe if your dad's been diagnosed with some dementia. So they they sometimes kind of keep it to themselves because they don't want to worry you or they don't want you to say, oh, it's time to move because most seniors don't want to leave their house. Um, and then the last is to really look at um, driving. Driving's a big one. Should they still be driving? And that's the hardest conversation to have is about taking the keys away. But we want to just, you know, check out the cars, see if there's dents, take a ride with your dad, see if he's, you know, kind of like blowing through stop signs and things. But we just want to make sure they're safe and have a respectful conversation with them just to to make sure that their their well-being is taken care of, whether it's at home with some safety devices in place or home care or if it is time to transition to senior living. Lori Williams deals with these issues all the time. She's our guest on KDK this afternoon. Lori, these are these are hard conversations, though, to have. I mean, how Absolutely. do you go about having that conversation? Because not everyone is, A, going to agree with you, B, going to think they need help, C, ready to make a change, D, and I could go all the way to Z, and then one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, right? I mean, you know it. I mean, it's not easy. How yeah. do you How do you prepare for that? You know, you're right. It's not easy, and it's not easy amongst families and with uh, siblings don't always agree. So it, Amen, it, can right. be, um, it can be difficult. The best thing is if you can have these conversations, be proactive before anything happens. Know your family, you know, your parents' wishes, what they would like. Um, and, and I can tell you from my experience, the majority of people want to stay home as long as they can, which mm-hmm. 100% agree with that. I, you know, I would want to do the same. But let's talk about if that's not if something happens and that's really not feasible, uh, what's going to be the next step? And it's, it's, it's good. It's hard. Like we said, it's very hard to have those conversations. But if you can do it up front and know, say, for example, what the financial situation looks like, have someone that's appointed power of attorney, because unfortunately what happens is Nobody knows what's going on with mom and dad, and then there's a 911 situation. They're in the hospital. Maybe there's a stroke. There's a fall where a hip is broken, and it's a game changer. They can't go back home on their own, and nobody knows what to do, and you're sort of behind the eight ball then trying to figure out what is the plan. Can you stick around a little while longer? I feel like Mm -hmm. we're just beginning to scratch the surface. Can you stick around for a little while longer? Rick Dayton Show continuing with Lori Williams. Again, she's the founder and owner of Lori Williams Senior Services. Helps people get mom and dad into the right type of care, whether that's at home or whether that's somewhere else as they get on in life. And this is a good time to frankly be thinking about and checking on them because we're going to see a lot of family over the holidays. Lori, thanks for sticking around. We sure appreciate it. 
Oh, sure. You're welcome. Hey, we were talking a little bit about some of the finances and we were talking about, you know, dealing with some of these things and having conversations about power of attorney and and all of those kind of things. From my personal experience, and people here in Pittsburgh know that we lost my mom back in June, it was made so much easier for my sister and for me that my parents years ago had gone through with their attorney and says, this is what our living will says. This is what our end of life wishes are. This is our directions for our doctor for respirators, et cetera, et cetera. And they did that when they were 45 or 50. So when they got to be 82, it was already laid out. How important is that for people to do? That is the most important thing. And honestly, I feel like that is a gift that you can oh give my, your children. Amen. I, amen. I really <laughs> oh, my word. I, I can't tell you how much it, it saved exasperation on the part of my sister and I not having to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Because it's impossible to know what, what their wishes are. It's also an emotional time. And to find all of the information, I mean, you know, I've had people trying to figure out dad was a veteran, but where do we find his paperwork? Right. Where do we find, you know, what the income is? You know, when when you're under that kind of stress as it is and you can't find all these paperwork, all the paperwork that you need to proceed, it just makes it so difficult. So if you can just have those conversations and make those plans in advance that is so helpful for everyone so how do you start that conversation i mean you don't want to cut the, the turkey and then start passing the the stuff and say <laughs> mom and dad where exactly is your living will can you tell me what i mean because that again it, it intimates the fact that you know this is this is not looking good how do you start the conversation when do you do it I mean, as early as possible. And you know what? Not everyone is open to talking about um, end of life. And it just, it is. People just, you know, it's some, some people just have kind of that stigma and they don't want to discuss it. Right. But if you can, the earlier the better. If you can say, um, you know, I just want to know, you know, if your mom's in your inner 80s, you know, kind of what are your plans? What are your thoughts? I know you love living here in your house, but what would you know, down the road, what would your wishes be if you have to go somewhere into an assisted living? And can we kind of get into that conversation about what are your finances? Mm -hmm. Have you already pre-planned your funeral? Those types of things. I will say in my experience, the people who have already done the pre-planning are very upfront with their kids and just kind of lay it out. They hear it all is. Um, It's all ready and done for you. It's the ones that that don't do that that we have a little more issue with that it's harder to figure out and we you know run into a lot of roadblocks trying to figure out what to do and and then have some family strife as well because not everyone's on the same page so absolutely if you can plan it out give that gift to your kids do it is the holidays the right time to do that? Or I, I can I can see people saying, wait a second, the last thing I want to do is have this conversation now and ruin Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas or Hanukkah or what. Is this the right time mm-hmm. to do it? Or should you make the observations now and do it after the first of the year? You make the observations now because you definitely don't want to be, you know, Debbie Downer over the turkey, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, saying, where, where do you want to be buried, you know? Right. Um, but I feel like it's, this is the time, especially if you have not seen them in a while, to come in and just observe those six things that I mentioned. Just, you know, how are they looking? I mean, is anything off, you know, with their with their appearance? Have they had falls? You know, are they just looking like they are, are really not well? And check out those things, the home environment, their emotional well-being, if they're seeming depressed, all of those things. In my experience, 
all the time we see, especially with couples, that one will cover for the other. So they may say, oh, dad's a little forgetful. But when you go and visit dad, you're like, no, dad is a lot forgetful. Dad is having a lot of dementia. A lot of issues are going on because, and like I said, I mean, they do it because one, they don't want to worry you. And two, they don't want you to tell them, oh, you're going to have to move from your home. Well, and it's so, also, it's, it's it's much more difficult to see the degradation when it's happening right in front of you than if you see them every exactly. three months, right? I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. very different if you see them every single day because you live across the street as opposed to you live in Kansas and you fly in and you see them in, in Tampa on the on the holidays, right? I mean, it's it's a different, exactly. a different scenario. Yeah. And maybe you're talking on the phone with them and you're emailing or whatever, but you just, you know, it's not the same as actually being there and seeing them in person and seeing what's going on. Lori Williams talking to us about some tough things and some tough conversations that sometimes we have to have as it has to do with uh, taking care of parents as as they age and changes that are being made. What about just dealing with in-home? And we don't have but a couple of minutes here, but are there some options that you think work well as far as having people come in to their home and, and keeping them there in the house? Is that a good viable option? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the other thing you can do, I mean, if you notice some things, like the biggest thing with seniors are falls, right? So mm-hmm. we don't want them to fall because that's the game changer if you fall and break a hip. So let's take a look at the house and make sure there aren't throw rugs everywhere, right. that there's you know proper lighting. Falls happen going in the middle of the night to the bathroom, so make sure there's night lights. I mean, simple things you can do like that. Right. Add some uh, grab bars. Maybe make sure there's a shower chair if they have a bathtub and not a step-in shower. Just things to make it where they're going to be safer in the home. You can always set up uh, Meals on Wheels as well if they are in a position where they are pretty much homebound. And uh, Meals on Wheels is a wonderful, wonderful program. They also get hit pretty hard right after the holidays with lots of calls as well of kids saying, oh, no, (laughs) went home and saw, saw some issues. So there's a lot of things you can do to stay home, but just add some services. And then, again, you can always add some in-home care through a home care agency where they could have, uh, you know, a companion, someone that's just coming in to check on them, do some light housekeeping, some meal prep, um, take them to the doctor, or just be a companion. Yeah, great stuff. Lori, thank you very much for being here and and working overtime with us, too, because, again, I think that uh, it's an important thing to have some information and at the same time to sort of know what to look for. If people want to talk to you, you can get in touch with her. She's Lori Williams, Senior Services. She's been doing this for a while and uh, is very, very good at it. But, Lori, thank you for making time for us. We sure appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Really good stuff on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Lori Williams with us here on KDK.